1: This is the Middle East Review. I'm Amir Oren, filling in for Danny Yalon, who is away, far away, on the other side of the world. And, as usual, uh, with us is uh, retired Colonel Dr. Iran Lerman. Iran, the floor
0: is yours. I mean, of course, uh, in the last few weeks, the eyes of the world were on the Middle East writ large. For once... In uh, in many years, for a good reason. I mean, okay, we've had peace peace process breakthroughs that that uh, were celebrated two years ago, but this was a global e- event of global significance, certainly in Buenos Aires as well as uh, around the globe. Um, and uh, kudos to the gatherers for putting together a very impressive, very well organized show. Uh, which which happened also for reasons not necessarily related to the quality of their organization, to be one of the best ever in terms of uh, the soccer played, the football played, uh, average of three goals a game, titillating events, and, and culminating in a really uh, a nerve-wracking uh, cup final, uh, as few uh, in, in history. I am sort of mystified by the fact that the two pro- uh, main players in the drama, the two protagonists, both happen to play for a uh, French um, team that is owned by the Gattoriz, Paris Saint-Germain. Both Mbappe, the, the incoming uh, Prince of uh, Football, and Messi, the reigning, uh, the now crowned reigning king. So all of this, uh, uh, you know, we need to be grateful for, for being able to be entertained at that level. Having said all the, and and the Qataris will probably draw heavily on the credit uh, they have uh, received and, and, and achieved. But it shouldn't divert our eyes from the fact that uh, the Qataris uh, won this opportunity in ways that are probably hinted at by the recent arrests in in Brussels of very senior European officials. This
1: is why FIFA, the association, insists on fair play.
0: Well, uh, and and, and keeping uh, investigations out of their affairs, um, and uh, that the the human cost of, of building this infrastructure was also quite high, although perhaps not in the thousands, as some people exaggerated, but almost certainly in the hundreds of lives lost. And in addition to all of this, um, the expenditure of hundreds, probably $200 billion at least on infrastructure for this this event, some of it will continue to serve the people of Qatar, but as a nation with practically very little sports of its own, much of it is simply for show. While we are seeing in front of our eyes uh, key players in the Middle East on the verge of economic collapse, uh, the situation in Lebanon is desperate and it is now compounded by the lack of political leadership. There's no presidency uh, settled and so on. Uh, we've, we've seen um, signs of distress, economic distress in Egypt. Uh, quite worryingly, from an Israeli point of view, there's been an outburst of essentially economically driven protests in Jordan, and so on. So uh, the the discrepancies be- between these this fantastic display of wealth and the real life of of many in the region um, are breathtaking. The but one you know, Iran th-
1: you, you could have, you could have lived here in this uh, very town, city of Jerusalem a thousand no three thousand years ago, and be the prophet Iran, because one era's lavish expenditures is the next era's historic and archaeological uh, find. Uh, the pyramids, the cathedrals. Uh, now in, in the
0: foundations uh, of the Temple Mount platform. That's right. The in, in, in
1: Herodian projects. In in Egypt, they are now building uh, a new capital city. Uh, of course, nameless cri- as yet. Yes, but critics will. And and uh, in Saudi Arabia, they have Noam, um, and
0: yeah, No Noam is going to be really. Uh, a Chinese constructor's wet dream and <laughs> a, an arch- so, architect's fantasy land. But so, so
1: yes, uh, uh, you are probably right that uh, people's subsistence uh, should take precedence, but um, rulers. Especially autocratic uh, being what they are, they would want uh, to spend other people's money on um, whatever will more, keep them in perpetuity
0: more more uh, circuses and less bread um indeed the the truth is, well it it brings out an interesting uh, since you mentioned the new city and and what is happening in egypt uh one aspect i've been noticing in in the last few years is that uh, in order to build a counterpart to the Islamist attempt to define Egypt uh, in terms of identity, in Islamic identity, um, General Sisi, who was raised uh, a Muslim, his wife is, as I say, Muhajaba, she wears the scarf and uh, uh, was trusted in initially because of that by the Muslim Brotherhood, is now giving Egypt once again a very distinct pharaonic coloring. Um, uh, last year, we saw the marching of the mummies from the old to the new site of the Egyptian Museum, uh, celebrated in what was a purely pagan Egyptian religious ceremony from thousands of years ago, reconstructed with modern technology and broadcast to the world. And there, are that's, other-
1: that's a good example. Uh, if the uh, Iranians ever go back to the Persian. Empire uh, and leave the Islamist uh, um, tendencies of the uh, current regime. So much
0: the better. Or one would say the opposite. One of the reasons the Islamism got a foothold in Iran under the Shah was that people felt he was spending lavishly on the 3,000 years uh, uh, um, celebrations of the uh, uh, of, of Persepolis, which to them, again, uh, harked back to the era before Muhammad, the, the Jahileya, the times of uh, religious ignorance, uh, which should not count as history in the eyes of Muslims. So the tensions are there. Uh, very, very clearly so. Uh, it's it's important that you bring up Iran because while we speak, uh, the future of, of the protest in Iran still hangs in the balance. We don't know where it's going. It is certainly very, what we've seen in the last month, a uh, few months really. Is very different from anything we've seen, even going back to 2009 when it was serious enough, or 2017 when thousands were killed. This is uh, encompassing uh, a much broader um, set of sectors within Iranian society. But where
1: do you see the connection between uh, domestic events and um, what is happening internationally or regionally? And um, when countries here uh, when we see we speak about countries usually its rulers but sometimes um, as was in Israel recently democracy speaks uh, the government's uh, change um, take for instance what has happened here over the last year and a half uh, the Americans have withdrawn from Afghanistan the Russians have invaded Ukraine uh, obviously except for uh, this flare-up in Europe, the emphasis is moving eastward towards China. How uh, do countries and peoples in the Middle East respond uh, to this trend?
0: Well, uh, perhaps in the the perspective of some years from now, or generation from now, um, the recent visit of Xi Jinping to uh, Saudi Arabia uh, the manner in which it was received, the uh, the uh, foundations being laid for long-term cooperation. Uh, Maybe um, people may look back at it and say this was this was the turning point. Uh, uh, American withdrawal f- came to roost, and and China came to claim its own. But I'm not I'm not entirely sure that this uh, is actually uh, what happened. We can also look at it as a way for Saudi Arabia and other traditional American allies of of, uh, sticking an elbow in Biden's ribs and saying, look, um, if you don't uh, deliver on the things that are important to us, we have options. If you do, the sky's the limit. The, uh, the, the Saudis, MBS specifically, have been telling uh, American Jews, for example, that if the United States delivers on matters important to Saudi Arabia, uh, breakthrough with Israel is not uh, impossible. He did not mention the Palestinians. He mentioned Americans, Saudis, so bilateral but, issues. But uh,
1: only recently, um, a quite pro-Israeli uh, Washington think tank, the Washington Institute, um for nearest affairs, um, uh, it is the nearest policy, um, published a public opinion poll in Saudi Arabia where um, some China is more popular than the US. Yes, but one quarter of Saudis uh, uh, do not uh, think that uh, a normalization with Israel is necessarily bad. Uh, for them, but 90% uh, said that they view negatively the return of Benjamin Netanyahu to power. MBS would, of course, correspond with Netanyahu. He wouldn't really be affected by public opinion.
0: They know each other. Um, The common assumption is that they have met. They may have even met in Saudi Arabia, um, according to some very good evidence.
1: Well, some Israeli politicians have known Netanyahu for years and have still been banned by this familiarity.
0: (laughs) But what is interesting is that Netanyahu, in his um, uh, pre-investiture period, uh, what will happen once, uh, how he will handle the tensions with his partners, right-wing coalition partners once the government uh, gets going in a serious way is still an open question. But uh, he has avoided all messages in Hebrew to the Israeli public. But he did give an interview to Al Arabiya, which is a remarkable uh, um, statement. But basically, he's targeting the Saudi. The, uh, he keeps talking about expanding the Abraham Accords. He very much has Saudi Arabia. Um, bypassing the Palestinians, essentially. Um, as as the next step in in bypassing the Palestinians or, let's say, Um, uh, building a road that would lead to some sort of uh, uh, Israeli-Palestinian relationship via the consolidation of Israeli-Arab relations. But the core, the key to to Arab-Israeli relations, or uh, Israeli-Saudi-Israeli-Emirati relations, is the ability to Israel to deal firmly with Iran and to induce Washington to do the same. That's that's the name of the game. And therefore, we keep seeing uh, uh, Israeli operations in but Syria. There is,
1: there is some contradiction in there because Netanyahu uh, has always uh, expressed his views, not necessarily has done a lot about it. Uh, he was blocked by some others in the Israeli system, but he has uh, uh, voiced militant views vis-a-vis Iran. Saudi Arabia could be on the receiving end of Um, an Iranian retaliation, it is not necessarily in the Saudi interest to have um, the sort of uh, policy that Netanyahu at least threatens to adopt. So why would the Saudis be for a Netanyahu uh, if um, it might threaten um, them? And of course, we all remember Aramco three years ago, uh, they have been warned by the Iranians. Um, can you sort that out?
0: Well, at the end of the day, um, the last person to compare Khamenei to Hitler in public was not Netanyahu. was MBS. Uh, for the Saudis, uh, at the uh, they, they, they play... Games in Iraq. They talk to the Iranians about the future of Iraq, trying to restrain their, their behavior there. Of course, the Emiratis do plenty of business with Iran while Iran is still in occupation of Emirati territory in uh, in the islands. Uh, and uh, at the end of the, but at the end of the day, I think in both uh, Abu Dhabi and and Riyadh, they see Iranian ascendancy as an existential threat. They see Iran's presence in Yemen and the Houthi uprising backed by Iran as a dagger pointed straight at Mecca and Medina uh, in the Hejaz. Uh, they see uh, the bid for dominance in Iraq, which is a powerful state to their north, as exist- again, as an existential threat. So Israel is an ally. And Israeli firm, uh, assertive policies towards Iran are a uh, a benefit. And uh, they watch what Israel is doing in Syria, and the ability of Israel to frustrate Iranian designs in Syria. Israel is doing it increasingly openly. Chief of Staff uh, Kohavi on one of his last uh, uh, statements in in office Openly referred to the uh, intelligence, the accuracy of Israeli intelligence, which enabled uh, the air force to strike it, the eighth lorry in a convoy of twenty-five, the only ones which uh, one which actually carried Iranian goods to their destination, and so so we are uh, beginning to brag about this because we have an audience, and the audience is not just Israelis, but it is. Region-wide.
1: Can we go back for a second uh, to the uh, Saudi-American relationship, going back almost uh, 78 years um, since Ibn Saud met uh, with uh, President Roosevelt? Or,
0: or even earlier when Aramco was formed and the Americans began to subsidize the Saudis.
1: Yes, and Aramco being Arab-American. Right. Um, so um, Saudi Arabia has been militarily very weak. um partly because uh, it was not able uh, to gain a lot of strength and partly so that there will be no powerful military uh, to uh, stage a coup against... Uh, they have
0: two militaries. Um, right.
1: They have two militaries uh, the way the Iranians the and do. others uh, do. However,
0: um, the may, deal... It may be on its way in Israel, but let's wait and see.
1: <laughs> um, the, the deal essentially between uh, Riyadh and Washington was petroleum for protection. Right. Um, the Americans uh, have put their umbrellas uh, over the Arabian, not Persian Gulf. Uh, even, even the name, of course, signifies that they accept uh, the uh, Arabian view um, of this uh, body of water. And in 1990, 1991, they have proven That they are willing uh, to put their uh, military, their muscle where their mouth was. And the the Saudis, against expectations, not only were willing to host uh, the foreign military presence, but uh, begged for it. And one fails to see what the Chinese can give them that the Americans want.
0: Well, they can give them, uh, uh, for example, long-range strategic missiles, which they did. In the nineties, when um, uh, CSSM two the, the threes, three think I think, I think it, it, at the time it was a, again a Saudi repost to the um, failure of the Reagan administration. There's going back to the eighties actually. The Reagan administration uh, withdrew from an F fifteen deal with Saudi Arabia. Uh, in order not to go again in Congress through the agony of the AWACS uh, debate. Well, and, under we, Israeli pressure. And they, which is, which was remarkable. I was then in, gov- in, in in military intelligence. We were looking at this and say, wait, Reagan's just won a re-election by a landslide. You know, Monday basically kept Minnesota. What uh, what impediment is there for him to do whatever he wishes? And the first signs of resistance from APAC and the AF-15 deal was... He just didn't want to go through it
1: again, and the Saudis... No, but because what Israel, if memory serves, what uh, Israel insisted on is that the base of Tabuk, which uh, has the closest range to Israel... Um, be off limits to the F 15s.
0: And, and basically, we, we would have settled for, for mitigations, but the whole deal was taken off because it was clear that this will be an ugly fight in Congress. So they and went to you the. Know,
1: if you look back. So they it. went
0: to the Chinese no, no, for no, consolations.
1: No, if you look but back at it. Um, the Israelis insisted on details such as conformal fuel tanks. Which, are,
0: which Israel was building. The Saudis so, are flying with Israeli conformal th- tanks. This is
1: now. <laughs> but at that time, this would have given the F- F-15s uh, the enough range to get to Israel, especially if the regime in Riyadh fell under hostile hands or if they lent it to Israel's enemies.
0: I mean, we shouldn't give away our age by going into such details about the 80s. But uh, Trivia. <laughs> no, the fact is the Saudi, the Saudi military is American. The Egyptian military is American. Basically, their backbone is American. They without, not
1: without maintenance, it won't fly.
0: And, uh, or, 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 and their tanks would not ride. So at the end of the day, China is not a strategic uh, alternative to America. That's why I, I think it's more of a nudge than, than of a shift, a strategic shift.
1: So, um, when we go back uh, to the uh, Middle East uh, of yesteryear, uh, there were certain Arab powers Egypt always aspired for, for dominance, or at least preeminence, and uh, you had Iraq, you had Syria, you had Saudi Arabia as the main powers, uh, some of them militarily, some economically, especially um, in the Gulf. Now, Syria uh, is no it's longer as as dead. operative. Uh, Egypt is uh, back uh, on the rise. Iraq uh, cannot put its house together. So, so what uh, is the ranking in the Arab world?
0: Well, the ranking in the Arab world is that the three most important powers in the region are non-Arab. It's Iran with its ambitions. Turkey with its economic and, and military weight, and Israel with its well-known capabilities. And and that's, of course, quite frustrating uh, for a nation that saw itself... So this is
1: Ben-Gurion's dream come true. Uh,
0: ironically, uh, with Turkey, our relations are improving, but, uh, but they're still quite shaky, and Iran is now uh, an enemy outright. Whereas the Arabs are now... Generating a block of stability, the, the key Arabs, the Saudis and the Emiratis, the ones with- The Sunnis. The Sunnis with money to, to, to spare, much more money this year than before because of energy prices, uh, are, are putting together a block with Israel. It's Israel as either overtly or, or less so uh, a, a legitimate power player uh, on their side. Egypt, interestingly, not only is is Sisi playing with a pharaonic identity, Egypt is also increasingly focused on its Mediterranean connections. Uh, Its relationship with Greece is central to its ability to counter the Turkish uh, uh, relations with the uh, government of national accord in Libya, half of Libya. Uh, attempting to carve up the, middle, the Mediterranean in ways inimical to the interests of Israel, Egypt, Cyprus, Greece. So uh, uh, the, even the, the terminology, uh, where is Egypt, where is Israel, is shifting away from the Middle East writ large to the Eastern Mediterranean writ large.
1: So one conclusion, um, you may challenge it uh, if uh, you want to, Uh, even though I will cut you off uh, (laughs) if you dare uh, say anything different than what I'm going to say, is that um, once the status quo is challenged and uh, the new player uh, is uh, persistent and consistent and manages uh, to uh, stay in the picture, um, first it is resisted, then it is accepted, and finally, it is uh, seen as a blessing. Israel, which you mentioned, of course, after the first decades when the Arabs fought it, they accepted it, and some governments uh, see it as a very positive force. But almost the same can be said about Bashar Assad, Hezbollah, or Hamas, which compared to the alternatives are seen as positive, yes, everything is relative. But um, if you ask the policymakers, uh, do you want to do anything radical in order to take out these elements, they will tell you, no, better keep them in place.
0: Well, the cost of taking out Hamas for Israel or for Egypt uh, is too high. But there is a difference here. Israel, at the end of the day, may be looked upon by many Arabs as a foreign body. The Qataris spent a lot of money organizing NGOs to give out Palestinian flags. So during the, 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 the games, uh, there will be demonstrations of pro-Palestinian sentiment while the Israelis are walking around because they were, uh, had to be allowed to come in. But, so Israel may be uh, foreign to the region, but it is not a threat ideologically and politically to the Arab regime. Hamas is a a Muslim Brotherhood entity. So it is basically, fundamentally, an enemy of Egypt, an enemy of the direction in which MBS is taking Saudi Arabia, away from the Wahhabi traditions. Um, uh, uh, Iran is a threat because it speaks to Shia minorities in Saudi Arabia, in the majority, probably, in Bahrain and elsewhere. And, under, and, and threatens to undermine the existence of the regimes. That's the difference. Israel does not do that.
1: Israel um, gets a fresh look, uh, perhaps mostly because of two events which took place uh, 20 years ago onward under Ariel Sharon. One was the building of defense on, eastern's, uh, on Israel's eastern boundary, Um, meaning that Israel will not expand further, allaying Arab fears. And the other was the withdrawal from from Gaza, which means that the old propaganda, that Israel uh, wishes uh, to uh, go to biblical length in order to start from where it is right now, but uh, uh, devour uh, other lands, this is no longer true. Nevertheless, just... To wrap up uh, our conversation.
0: Just to say that the Israelis who would challenge that uh, within the, exist- the coming coalition. But I think Netanyahu uh, will quite, uh, let's say, so- in a quite a sophisticated manner, hold them in check.
1: Well, if, if not, uh, we are uh, counting on the uh, BBB, not Build Back Better, but... Biden blinking burns in Washington to to hang them uh, not to do it. So just to wrap it all up, you started uh, with the World Cup. The World Cup showed us that nationalities uh, count, nationhoods, and while Israelis wanted to be there as individuals, nevertheless, they looked as, they were looked at as representatives of the State of Israel, as was the Palestinian cause which was brought up by the hosts.
0: But one happy note, Israelis, certainly Israelis of Moroccan origin, but not only them, all rooted for Morocco in its heroic climb all the way to the last four, where it faltered, uh, but still left a heroic impression on the hearts of millions.
1: Dr. Iran Lerman, thank you very much. Iran and uh, Danny Ayalon will be back for another edition of Middle East Review next month. In the it's meantime. Clear.